Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I am Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people submit to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. We do not strive to be professional critics or make objective value judgments. We just aim to put new music in front of you. So even if it's stuff that we don't enjoy, we encourage you to support it by purchasing records, going out and seeing bands, and uh, doing whatever else you uh, feel compelled to do to support it. The format for the show is typically that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them. That said... Uh, you know, that's uh, an intro for those who's, who, whose first episode this is, but uh, we're going to be deviating from that format on this one as it's the last episode of the year. And uh, I think in, in, in the previous year, at the very least, uh, we did like a year in roundup where we each brought a handful of selections of some of our favorite things to the to the sh- to the show and uh and just played some tracks and, and talked about them a little bit some of this stuff will be shit that we've played on the show some of it won't um but uh either way you know we we get get new listeners all the time so uh even the stuff that we've played on the show before it might be somebody's first episode or you might have missed the episode where we played that this is a, a nice little roundup and you know we we're not aiming to be compre- comprehensive here um as i've said in previous years you know, we live in a time when there is no dearth of great music coming out at any given time. There is actually an overwhelming amount of great music coming out, even just under the punk, hardcore, and, and metal umbrella. Um, you know, so notably things that are going to be absent in this episode, uh, you know, are probably things that are on a fuck ton of people's lists. Some There will be some overlap. I mean, the cream rises to the top. Uh, so there's some stuff that's that's pretty universally lauded on my list and possibly on Nate's list too. But, you know, like, for example, the Bootlicker LP isn't on here. That's one of my favorites from this year. Uh, the Chubby and the Gang LP, obviously one of the best from this year. Uh, both the Military Gun EPs, uh, the Slant LP, the Candy Apple LP, um, the the Ideation demo. There's so much stuff. The Talk Beer 7-inch. There's so much stuff that's not going to be on this list uh, that's still worth checking out. So at some point in the coming weeks, I'll probably put together like a Spotify playlist or something that collects uh, as much of the material that I really liked this year uh, as is available on Spotify. And I'll, I'll put it in, you know, the link to it, the, the link down in our show notes for an upcoming episode or something like that. But yeah, that's really all we're going to do this episode. Uh, Nate, you didn't, you didn't end up going home this, uh, this, uh, year for Christmas after all, but you did say you got some, uh, Christmas money from your dad. So, you know, yeah. you got yeah, everything you could ever asked for, right? Yeah. I got everything I could ever ask for. I ate a giant dinner plate sized T-bone steak on Christmas. I saw and, that. Uh, you know, that's it. Who gives a shit, right? Sure. Went out, we went out and saw Christmas lights, you know, uh-huh. the, the festival of lights here in town. Oh, the fantasy of lights. Yes. Whatever yes. the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a nice little throwback. When I was a kid, I used to drive around and look at the lights in the neighborhood and shit. For sure. And uh, it was pretty fun. You know, nice, nice little trip down nostalgia lane. There was a display of an LED display of Santa riding a motorcycle. <laughs> okay. Right next to um, an LED display of the uh, Golgotha with Christ crucifix hang on the crucifixion. <laughs> okay. I like pretty, that. That was pretty sick. Christ had a, had a, it's LEDs, right? So, right. you know, it's like line drawing, right? Sure. Yeah. Line drawing of Christ and even had his ribs and a sad look in his face, <laughs> but he had like a purple sash around his waist. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it just looked like his guts were hanging out. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that kicks ass. I wanted to go to the Fantasy of Lights, but uh, it was just our our schedule was jam packed, so we weren't able to go. And now I'm really sad that I missed that one. Almost didn't make it. We went on like Christmas Eve, you yeah. know, just for just for a yuck. But uh, yeah, you know that was that was pretty sick. Discovered on uh, a walk yesterday, a Christmas Day walk around the neighborhood, someone erected a, a little miniature Golgotha in their front yard <laughs> with uh, a bloody crucifix made out of uh, treated four by fours. Dude, I love that. That is fucking awesome. Dude, they, they have it like fucking drenched in blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick I, that's that's like one of the only cool parts about christianity at all is just the, the like the really leaning hard into the like the the sheer brutality of the crucifixion i know that? i know like you want me to feel bad or something right <laughs> yeah it gives a shit yeah for sure <laughs> no so as you're saying this is definitely not a top comprehensive list. I don't keep comprehensive lists. No, I find the whole exercise tedious and boring, and I don't even care about other people's top 10 lists, right? Sure, yeah. Um, why would I make my own? Right. These are just selections to me that maybe we had in the show, maybe we didn't, but when it came down to it, a lot of good hardcore came out, but let's be frank, a lot of it sounds the fucking same, and there's yeah. really not one reason to pick out like the bootlicker record in front of i don't know another one that came out like uh i don't know a gimmick record right sure um they're good right they're right. good i like them both i don't really care which one is better the things that i picked out were things that stood out to me as being stylistically different yeah than a lot of like the you know hardcore of you know the the the, the hardcore of um i guess um I guess what is popular right now, right? Sure. At least, at least in the circles in which, you know, we swim, the right. waters in which we swim. So I tried to pick out some things that stood out for me as being a little different. A couple of them, I think we heard in the show, a couple of them, I don't think we got to or didn't hear. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so. Okay. Cool. They're not necessarily the best, but it's just something at the end of the year when I was looking at what I had purchased, like, oh man, this is really fucking good. Sure. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, these, uh, these again, these are in no way objective claims to. Uh, oh, yeah, this is the best thing. I, I, you know, again, we've I've said it before, but I, I was just thinking about how much stuff we listen to on the show, and then how much stuff I listen to outside the context of the show. And I mean, easily in the calendar year, I've listened to quite literally five hundred separate new releases that have sure. all come out at some point within. 12 months of when when I heard it, you know? Sure, and it, it's impossible to keep up, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at, like, death metal releases that I dug this year. I mean, when it, when it all shook out in the end, I think probably that Cerebral Rot is my favorite death metal record of the year. Um, yeah, that's a really, it's a really, really good one, for sure. You know, but then, you know, I was looking at, like, other things that came out in that vein, and it was just like, man, there's a bunch of good stuff, but it's, it's, it's a literal fire hose of shit, right? Right, yeah. So I just picked a couple things that I thought were good that kind of stand out from other stuff that I heard. And um, like I said, not necessarily, a, a, it's not at all. It's not necessarily, it is not a best of. Right. It's just five sh five things that I really liked that came out this year. For sure. So, uh, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's just jump right into it then. Um, I'm going to lead with something that uh, that is very obvious that has probably made a fucking ton of people's year-end lists. Um, and that is the chisel with retaliation came out on Levitas and Muse. Um, this is for the uninitiated, a UK-based 
oi slash hardcore act. They they really meld those two worlds with uh, a lot of grace and effectiveness, in my opinion. This LP bounces between the two of them incredibly seamlessly. It marries uh, all of the sort of uh, complementary aspects of both genres very, very well. And I think this band, uh, they did a cool thing by waiting for... To, by waiting to drop an LP because over the course of the last like 18 months or so they've mm-hmm. put out like three or four EPs and this is a this is a method that I think really worked to their advantage and can work to the advantage of any band who just comes out the gate as unequivocally great uh, which is what this band did from from jump there was no demo I to my knowledge at least there was just like here's our first seven inch it was fucking phenomenal um, unambiguously great right so when you Mm -hmm. when you're coming out the gate that strong you can drop a few eps and i think people uh as i was are are pretty much champing at the bit for an lp by the time it comes out and uh and this really 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 fucking delivered um i picked up a copy uh on the sorry state distro so that i didn't have to pay for uk shipping um and i think that there is still some copies on there if you uh if you slept and still haven't gotten a copy of this lp so uh i selected the track so do i off of this record which uh i'll talk about a little bit after we hear it um so we're gonna hear the song so do i by the chisel off of their lp retaliation We just heard the song So Do I by The Chisel off of their LP Retaliation. And that song perfectly accomplishes what so much of the mesh shorts hardcore that we lay into on this show aspires to and totally misses the mark on, which is that this actually makes me want to fucking get into a row with someone. You know what I mean? This. This, this, you know, your, your shitty beatdown band is not fighting music. This is fighting no. music, right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Um, it also manages to be uh, fucking, uh, I guess, unequivocally laddish and, uh, and like very on the nose in its lyricism while at the same time 
the forum just serves it so well that I, I have no beef with it, right? When they're talking about splitting somebody's head open with steel-toed boots, in this format, it just works a zillion times better for me than in any other format, pretty much. And also, this does the thing that I love so much about the most effective OI, in my opinion, which is that it perfectly brings to the table like this incredibly anthemic melodic quality and this super sort of like streetwise uh, thuggish quality. And it, it marries those two things so well, which is like it's the main thing that I love about very, very well done uh, OI in the classic style, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It uh, especially, you know, the Tom parts, you know, just yeah. you just want to walk down the street in your fucking boots right right for sure yeah yeah this this track fucking rules this record fucking rules i was looking at um lavita's page yeah and you know i think that the first release that came out this year was the chisley p mm -hmm. yep and just look at the shit that came out in this label this year right yeah as it, it, things that you could have on here like i almost put that Ratanegra in there because i mm -hmm. love that record i was it's just listening awesome. to the other day um, that home front record's super good. I, just, I I decidedly didn't put that in there because I gave it a shout out last week. Right. And it's brand fucking new. Yeah. But I, you know, that quarantine record is there. That white stains, fucking banger after banger, man. Yeah. The talk, the the talk beer seven inch that I almost put in the list. Um, yep. That nervous SS rat cage mm -hmm. split is fucking phenomenal too. I mean, they they didn't put out a single a single bad record this year, but that's that's an understatement. I think pretty much everything they put out this this year straight up rips. Yeah, it's it's just crazy when we talk about like when we at the beginning of the show, right? This is not a best of for me. It's not a top five releases for me because how the fuck do you pick just right. on on you know La Vida's page, right? Yeah, for sure. There's easily there, there's five records right there that, that that could easily make my list of shit that stood out to me this year. So yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. And uh, I I also want to note about this recording specifically. It sounds great, uh, and that is because it was recorded by Jonah Falco of Career Suicide, Fucked Up, etc. Um, mm -hmm. Who is uh, honestly, man? Anytime I hear a recording that Jonah Falco was uh, that that Jonah Falco Falco hemmed helmed rather. Um, I, I always love it. That dude has a, a recording sensibility that just perfectly, perfectly uh, gels with what I enjoy, you know? Yeah, everything and, and everything is clear as a bell. Yep. But has like just attitude and snarl to it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's really fucking good. And it fucking booms. Yes. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. So, yeah, one of my favorites. A lot of people want a, a lot of uh, many people's favorites this year. Undeniably great LP. Like I said, if you're stateside, there are still some copies left on the Sorry State distro. So go pick up a copy if you haven't yet. Um, all right. What's uh, what's your first selection of the evening? All right. My first selection is uh, um, the uh, I want to be I want to be in control tape by okay. Black Button that came out at 11 p.m. Okay. And this came out, I think I mentioned it before, but this came out on January 1st this year. Okay. So I don't know if I talked about them last year or not, but that's when this was released, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when I look at 11 p.m.'s releases from this from this year, I mean, the the Reek Mines, you know, the, the Reek Mines 7 inches in there, which, is fuck, which fucking ruled. Yep, great. Um, you know, the Contaminate mm -hmm. uh, demo is in there. That zigzag 7 inches is really good. Yeah, but this is the one that to me stands out as being decidedly different. Yeah, so um, I don't think I've heard this at all, actually. Yeah, so so they have like a straight up fucking ripper on this mm -hmm. um, that is just straightforward hardcore of what you would expect, right? Uh, which is the second track, the the black button, the the, the uh, eponymous track. Yeah. 
But the track I want to listen to is Praying for Peace. Okay. Because this this uh, this release has a there, there's varied musicianship, we'll say, on this. And um, at times like this, almost just in its aesthetic, especially in its aesthetic um, with the cover art and everything, it reminds me of like like a modern iteration of like Born Against. Okay, that's sick. Um, which is a band that I don't think anybody pulls from anymore. No, it doesn't really. seem right. Yeah. Um, and this really took me back to some some Born Against stuff. I really like this release, so I want to listen to Praying for Peace. Okay, cool. Her praying for peace by Black Button off of I Want to Be in Control. That is really fucking good, man. I can't believe I missed that one this year. Yeah, it's really good. I really like this record a lot. I mean, this record, this tape a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's musically, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the uh, the ugliness that that a lot of Born Against tracks are. Right. But just in the angst and in the in the delivery. Sure. And uh, in, in, in the aesthetic and, and so much of it, it just reminds me of yeah. that. It, it really took me back to that. The aesthetic, and, especially um, like, dude, the cover, it just, it looks yeah, like with the cross up. and the yeah. flag and everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. In, in the graveyard. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it stood out for me as, you know, decidedly different from whatever else was on 11 PM records. Yeah, for sure. And um, a lot of the stuff that's on 11 PM records is, you know, it's good heart. That's a solid label. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the hardcore that's released is very much in the lane of the uh, hardcore, which seems to be very popular in, in our listening circles anyway. For right? sure. Yeah. 
And this kind of stood out to me as being different. And um, yeah, I really like this record a lot. Yeah, man, this is this is really really good. Uh, I loved I loved the interplay of of obvious but very different influences in this. Like mm-hmm. there was like the stabbing angular wire esque guitar, mm-hmm. um, but you had the kind of like ranted vocals that that sound like very reminiscent of Flipper and No Trend and Fang and shit like that. And mm-hmm. then also, I think the guitar tones themselves were like very post punk and or garage rocky. And also, I think the the very sort of like sparse, you know, stabbing quality of the verse was juxtaposed really well with the chorus coming together in like a really strong driving melodic bit. You know what I mean? Like right, there was right, just a right. lot of, there was a lot of interplay between the various warring elements here that uh, worked really, really well. This is just really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. I yeah, like it for sure. I'm going to have to, uh, I mean, it's sold out, so I can't get it, but I'm definitely going to definitely going to listen to the rest of this. This, this was really some cool. of the, some of the songs on here too have like a minute men quality to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah, yep, I can hear that, and and even the song that we just heard, uh, for yeah. sure, um, especially in the guitar work. So, cool. Um, all right, cool. So let's uh, let's uh, move on to my next release, which is a band that we we definitely heard on the show, but uh, it's been a minute because I believe that we heard this band pretty much right after they first came out. So uh, it may have been you know last year since we've really talked about this band on the show. So um, mm-hmm. new listeners uh, may have missed this entirely, and that is the uh, Poison Ruin self titled LP. I'm kind of cheating here, but uh, you know this came out at the beginning of the year. It's it's technically a compilation of the two previous tapes that came out in 2020 but you know it's an lp it came out this year uh those two tapes were some of my favorites of last year and this lp has remained steadily in my listening rotation this year um talk about fucking bands that are doing absolutely their own thing this is one of the most idiosyncratic bands i've heard in the last 10 years they seamlessly meld dungeon synth uh templars style oi wire-esque post-punk shit it's just they're a wild fucking band man um this is such a such a good lp uh i think we're just gonna listen to the first song because i think it it kind of perfectly encapsulates what this band is about sonically it has kind of a little bit of every element that i just listed contained in one one track so we're gonna hear the song carrion by poison ruin off of their self-titled lp
Okay, we just heard the song Carrion, the first song off of the self-titled LP by the band Poison Ruin from Philadelphia. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to not nerd out too hard here, break character too much by uh, getting real in my in my emotional bag on this, but there's a lot of shit that I've loved over the past few years, specifically, I think, uh, the the sort of broad umbrella of, of underground music in general has been the best it's been in a really long time. Uh, but this is one of the few bands that I've heard uh, even over that, even over the course of this past few years of really great releases that has made me feel uh, really excited in a way that is comparable to the way that I felt excited about music that I was discovering when I was like 14, 15, 16 years old. This just is like, it is a perfect cross section of so many of my interests brought together with such perfect harmony that I can uh, I can scarcely say enough good things about it. I, it's hard for me to articulate how much I love this LP. This will be, for me, a band that I come back to in 20 years and and have very fond memories of, you know, this will, this is, I can, I could tell the minute I heard this band, this was going to be like a time and place band for me where I'm like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. You know, I remember where I was and what I was doing and and the time in my life when I first heard this band. It's just so, so good. Uh, just uh, it ties together so many seemingly disparate elements in, in a way that just works uh, in a way that I think um, is is much greater than the sum of its parts. If you're if you're in the know, you probably already like this LP. But if this is your first time contending with it, um, jump in. The whole thing is fucking great. Uh, I think you can still buy some copies on the Bandcamp. Uh, I believe that they are in their second press now. I'll say this is also a rare instance of a a band which I have all of the music on this LP in every form that it's been released so far. I have both of the tapes. I have the tape that combines the two releases and I have the LP of this. So I really, really the, like it. You have the, I, so I don't know, I don't know what the fuck I have. Yeah. Um, because I know I have the, the first demo, uh-huh. the first tape. Yep. Then the second tape came out, but it was the first tape with the second tapes art. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I, pretty sure i got the actual second tape yes the correct edition and uh, then i have i have the lp too yeah i like this a lot but i'm not gonna cry into my fucking pillow about it <laughs> um yeah i i like this a lot i this um you know everybody everybody's talked about what you know you just said an intersection and everything this is really dope what i really like about this and i think that this is starting to matter like i, I was thinking about this today um as i was sort of looking through my releases mm-hmm. and the stuff that I really like. And a lot of the stuff that I really like has a complete vision. Oh, for sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like not just, not just sonically and, and like thematically, but also artistically. Yeah. Like, like a well-polished, complete, um, complete, uh, vision, I guess for, for every aspect of the band. Right. And, and like this, this is a perfect example, right? Yeah. Um, the, the color schemes, the artwork, perfectly match the fucking perfectly match the fucking music right yeah the the lyrics are generally speaking about like you know medieval bullshit sure. right generally speaking morning star and about like you know all that sort of stuff uh you know serfdom right. if you will and uh toiling sure yeah <laughs> who was the other band that had like serfdom and toil that i really fucking like um Came out on uh, Roach Leg, I think, last year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, it, like, this band actually has a more complete vision of serfdom and toiling in the fields right. and, like, you know, battle, you know? Sure. 
Um, yeah, this band, this band is sort of like the total package in, in terms of, um, I guess having a consistent theme throughout yeah. and for whatever reason, that's starting to mean more, like more to me, not more to me than the quality of music, but it's meaning more to me. Um, I guess, uh, as I get older than it did when I was younger. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because, uh, the recent, the most recent episode of Axe to Grind that I listened to actually, Pat brought this idea to the table they did an episode on uh on albums that they deemed complete records and that was exactly the premise put forth was that there's a ton of records that they love but not every record they love is a complete record so they brought to the table various different uh albums that they nominated that felt like they were complete cohesive presentations of of an idea right so i think that is it has been increasingly become increasingly important to me as i've gotten older too i think the records that that achieve that for me uh tend to have the most staying power they're the ones that i revisit most frequently they're the ones that i remember five years later you know yeah, it, it it just might have to do with you know just the power of like symbolism, right? Sure, yeah. And um, it, it it you you make more connections with the music in your head than just simply what it sounded like, right? right. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about that. Like we've had some bands on that have like a very schizophrenic sort of approach, you know, like it'll be garage. There was a band that was like, I think from indie that had had like almost garage rock, but then there was like this drippy death metal, right? Um, you know, and, and, you know, that's fine. It's just a goof, but that's, I think we said that's Bush league shit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Basically. Yeah. Right. And big league shit is when you have like the total, the complete record and the total theme and the total vision. Yeah. Um, and to me, a lot of times, yeah, I think it is just the intersection between the different, I guess, um, sensory, different levels of sensory input and, and symbolism mm-hmm. that do make it stand out more. Yeah, absolutely. I agree for sure. Which I actually, I think uh, we're not getting onto it right now because we're going to move on to one of your selections, but I think it totally touches on something that I really love about the next release uh, that I'm going to talk about that's in my list and the label that put it out, Youth Attack, which love them or hate them. For me, I think their staying power is in the fact that um, that they very much hone in on a unified aesthetic, sonic uh vision and ethos mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. youth attack is identifiably youth attack at every turn you know what i mean so yeah um all right well cool. that's also kind of the theme i guess going with well maybe not but at least two or three of the the, the next four that i have to put up for tonight so cool so uh what's uh what's next in your uh in your list then so next thing up on my list is uh children with dog feet sick um, you know, we talked about Blue Anxiety a few weeks ago on the show uh-huh. and how much I, I really like the art sure. and the idea of Blue Anxiety, but I just can't get behind the fucking, the, 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 the for lack of a better term, weak rap. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but this is, you know, very much, it's basically the, it's, it's like, well, it's definitely the main dude from, mm-hmm. from, from Blue Anxiety. It's basically the same squad of people. Right. Playing really snarly, savage, like just nasty punk. All uh, you know, there's there's definitely like a dead Kennedy's feel to this. Sure. Um and uh pulling it off really well. And they've got basically the same again, the same aesthetic, yep, the same vision, right? Um, but I think it's I think that this was pulled off much better. I like this better anyway. This came out on Toxic State early, earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, like back in March. And I snapped up some copies of this right away. 
yeah, this is sick. You put me onto this band, uh, and I really like this stuff. So, um, so we're gonna hear the song uh, "Commit Crimes with Me" by the band Children with Dog Feet off of their LP "Curb Your Anarchy." We just heard Commit Crimes With Me off of the EP Curb Your Anarchy by Children With Dog Feet. So another thing that I really like about this band, other than all of the components that you already described, 
was is another is another aspect of a, of a of a band that I think has always appealed to me a lot, but has also become increasingly important to me as I've gotten older. Which is that, especially in punk and and hardcore, where uh, a band, even a band that's really good, uh, can quickly fall victim to just a sameness sameness that permeates the form. Um, a vocalist with a distinct and uh, overpowering character you know what mm-hmm. i mean i like yeah. i like that quality of this band a lot yeah yeah i like the fact that they're that like we talk about vocalists going for it in terms of um when they're trying to sing yeah but this dude is all in and going for it in right. in, in, in his delivery on this recording you know mm-hmm. and you know it, it this this fucking record reeks of arty coolness for sure you know what i mean like like these dudes are you, like you know these dudes are cooler than you they live in new york they're in a fucking cool ass fucking scene you know what i mean right like that's just the feeling that that i get from it you know what i mean and and, and i don't mean much by that but that's just like this this drips with the same um it, it reminds me of like almost like mysterious guy hardcore sure but it seems less put on you know right that's what i mean but it, it still it still has this it still has this clicky cooler than you fucking vibe that i don't know think i think it fucking works for this for sure yeah absolutely yeah it, it, it has a very like uh you 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 can't get into this inner circle but you can admire it from afar and and uh, observe how sick it is you know what i mean you're right. you're, not, you're not gonna your band's not gonna play shows with uh hank wood and the hammerheads but we will you know that's fine because i don't ever want to go to the fucking hell hole that is new york city right, <laughs> right sure yeah i mean that, that place can fucking sink into the fucking ocean and i wouldn't even <laughs> shed a tear right three thousand people dying in falling towers is not nearly enough <laughs> I was afraid for our our Christmas episode we weren't gonna we weren't gonna get nihilistic enough, but I'm glad that you uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you stepped up to the plate. Well, you know, yeah, this is really good, man. This is really really good, and 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 it's interesting because the exact quality that you just described uh, can go one of two ways for me, right? Like sometimes if you're a band that's good enough to warrant it, it can really really work, and if you do have a unified vision for your band, I think it can really work. You can also suck and have it fall very short. Oh, and- oh, for sure. You know, like this, it, it falls way fucking short if you suck, right? Right. Yes. Um, you know, but everything from the name, the collage artwork, there's like this air of arty mystery to it, right? For it sure. just fucking works. And um, the only reason that it works in totality is because it fucking it, it's such a fucking banger, too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's interesting though because also you know for me it can either very much not work or very much work there are some people of certain proclivities that even if the music's really good that thing that you've just described will make this inaccessible to them no matter what it's like oh it's, yeah we know people like that for sure it's anathema to them you know what i mean and, Which and i'm probably I get guilty that. of that i'm probably guilty of that to, to a certain extent as well sure yeah absolutely i have been at various times in my life so um okay so next up for me is goodbye world with their lp at death's door this is, uh, you know, I hesitate to use the term supergroup, but it, it's hard to it's hard to come up with a better descriptor for this. Um, this features, you know, Aaron Aspinwall, uh, who was in uh, most notably at this point probably the Repos, uh, Mark McCoy, who runs Youth Attack Record, who was in Das Oath, Charles Bronson, various other great bands. Uh, it's got uh, John Menchaca, Menchaca and James Trejo both from uh, Civilized, uh, fucking City Hunter, Cadaver Dog. It, it's got folks from 
just that have played in a zillion great bands and this is another another great lp um in uh, in all of their respective discographies the thing i really love about this record is that it is blisteringly fast from start to finish but is decidedly not a fast core record um it is distinctly youth attack in its vibe it's kind of dark it's kind of esoteric uh aaron aspenwall's lyrics are all about fucking slicing people up and murdering folks and kidnapping people and generally uh just dark weirdo shit it works really really well over the incredibly frenetic music there's a couple moments on this record uh, and this is a thing that we've we've talked about before that both of us really like where there are some psych psych out breakdowns i don't know that there's actually a, a proper mosh part on this entire record it's just like you know 30 minute to 60 or 30 second to 60 second tracks that sometimes trick you for a brief moment into thinking that you're ready to mosh and then it instantly just goes back into blazing fast shit when when you're writing songs this fast you don't really have time to do a breakdown for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know for sure yeah um so uh let's see i think i want to listen to the track the second song on here um you okay. could pick any track on here and it would be representative of what you're about to get but the second track on this lp really really catches me uh so we're gonna hear the song fetch the blade by goodbye world off their lp at death's door We just heard the song Fetch the Blade by Goodbye World off of At Death's Door. I think this is also kind of uh, it's, it's kind of uh, an extension of the discussion we were having on last week's episode because we heard that stuff that was uh, the solo project of uh, the cat who sang for the band Civilized, and this features two members of that band, and we were talking about how his vocals and how the band Civilized in, in general uh, was kind of a, a dark funhouse mirror reflection of Youth of Today, and I cited mm -hmm. the Repos as also being a band that kind of falls in that same category. This features Aaron from the Repos on vocals vocals and this to me has a very similar vibe to that as well but it it picks up the speed by like 50 percent, and it cuts out all the mosh parts you know what i mean yeah. it is just it's all of the fast parts of like youth of today and similar bands um it's it's playing like hyper fast bordering on like power violence and fast core speeds at time at times but it's doing it with like full jangly bar chords which works incredibly fucking well right that guitar is fucking razor sharp too yeah man yeah um so i was thinking about this in in, in contrasting this to fast core right mm-hmm and I think that, you know, a lot of it has to do with the guitar, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but if you strip away fast core mm -hmm. as like this separate niche, right? Yeah. 
this is this you would find this on 625 in 2001 oh for sure yeah 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 you know yep. what i mean and i think to me this gets to my favorite fast core quote unquote is the stuff that is basically just fast hardcore absolutely yeah right it's not it's not a derivative thing that is pulling from other fast core bands and trying to it's just stripped down fast rock and roll based hardcore right hyper fucking fast yep exactly yeah same here man same here so i you know like the 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 only difference between this and fast core is um the name yeah <laughs> basically yeah basically i think the name and like and probably how how the band would see themselves and classify sure. themselves and also though fittingly i mean members of this band notably mark mccoy right i mean this was a dude who was very much in what was at the time considered you know the forefront of the fast core scene being in like sure. charles bronson and das sure. and shit you know so right right and this is fucking mean it, it's it's razor sharp and uh again the aesthetic is fucking dope it's consistent for the most part with the youth attack aesthetic yeah um i was looking at their Bandcamp page and when you look at the aesthetic there's a few things that really stick out as not like falling in line mm -hmm. um like that squirm rodeo release sure yeah and um um that uh negative space yeah yeah Right. But the rest of it is fucking high contrast, black and white, you know, of, of, all the artwork is basically super fucking grim, you know, if not, if not, um, hand drawn, then it's usually some sort of like digital collage or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty consistent sort of theme as well. Yeah. And a lot of those records are really fucking good. But for sure, man. I mean, this is a label that, to, you know, in my mind, has consistently put out yeah. great stuff for many, many years at this point. So the consistency of design matches the uh, consistency of uh, musical output, for sure. And and I think that this record, this record, really stands on it on its own as an incredibly solid hardcore record through and through, while being very distinct from the vast majority of, of other hardcore that came out this year. This is, mm -hmm. this is its own record, uh, in, in pretty much every way. It's like, it is, it is both, uh, totally timeless, um, and kind of, of the moment, but not at all, uh, aping like, or, or glomming on to like present trends. You know what right. I mean? This is just right. a great hardcore record that I think will will stand the test of time all on its own. So And I don't mean to shit on that Squirm record because it's really good. Oh too. yeah, it's a great record. I fucking <laughs> love that record. That was the Squirm was like uh that was that that stuff was coming out like Squirm Cult Ritual and that shit. I mean that was my intro to Youth of Today because I or yeah. not Youth of Today, but uh Youth Attack because that that was the stuff that was coming out when I was a teenager. So right. Right. Um all right, what's uh what's next up on your list? Uh, next up, something completely different. Okay. Um, next up is a release by a band called Wombo from Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Now, full disclaimer, these guys are definitely fucking like, uh, NPR tiny desk bullshit. Okay. All right. Right. I could definitely, if they haven't already, I can definitely see that. Uh -huh. But I have to say that I discovered this band in the throes of agony after surgery earlier this year. Um, like. I decided that I, uh, I, I thought, you know what? Uh, I've never been weak before in my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just had a little tiny, a little tiny hole drilled through my bone to, uh, reattach my muscle. Right? right. Sure. How bad could it be? I'm not, I'm not doing the fucking oxy. Right. Right. 
I'm not doing the hydrocodone. I'm not doing the fucking opioids, right? Yeah. I'm just going to see if I can ride, ride it out. And I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I woke up like, I woke up like the day after surgery or something or around like, I don't know, fucking 11 PM. Mm-hmm. Absolutely drenched in sweat and writhing in agony. Um, yeah. I remember when that was happening. And like pacing because then it's like, oh, no, no, I got any painkillers. I need painkillers. <laughs> and it took a while for them to kick in. And uh, I spent, I don't know, probably it took a while to like catch up to the pain, I guess is what it was. Yeah. Um, and man, I spent like four hours in F. No, more than that. It was still morning. I, I bet you I spent the better part of like, you know, eight, nine hours in just like searing agony. Um, like I couldn't even think. Right. And, uh, the only thing that sort of like brought me was to like sort of the only thing that sort of like made it bearable was just sort of sitting in, um, I guess sort of like experiencing the delirium of the pain yeah, in the dark on my couch at night. Uh-huh. And then I just put on fucking, you know, YouTube and let some, let some, you know, just let YouTube do its thing and, and fucking play me music. You know what I mean? Right. And this band came up with their, you know, their full length that that was released earlier this year, or I think last year. And, uh, yeah, this tape came out earlier this year. And, um, so this is the, uh, quiche mountain tape by Wombo. Okay. And this band just kind of stuck with me. So I dug it and, um, they are very, um, very hard to pin down. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with this band even by name. So I, I the, know the full length, the blossom looks down upon us. I really like that record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of all over the place. It's, you, you know, I like stuff that is decidedly not hardcore and decidedly not, um, I guess, punk, but is sort of like, um, if it's not indie, it's just, it's, it's hard to pin down. It's, it's in between a lot of different things. Like this is very much indie, but there's, there's some stuff that there's some stuff that, uh, is very hard to pin down about this man. Almost, I guess almost, um, I would not, I, I wouldn't compare them as uh we'll say being um like frank zappa but similar to zappa and where it's just you know kind of everywhere yeah for sure okay cool so all right so uh we're gonna hear the song dream sickle off of the tape quiche mountain by the band wombo
All right, we just heard the song Dream Sickle by the band Wombo off of Quiche Mountain. That was really, that was really, really good, man. Fuck. Yeah, I figured that you would really like that. And I picked that track in particular because it's about as straightforward as this band gets. Sure. Um, there's, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of all over the place with a lot of different shit. Yeah. Um, like on a lot of different tracks, it's, it's hard to pin down. There's pretty abrupt time signature changes, pretty abrupt stylistic changes, hmm. but this one was, is, is just a solid fucking intro. Um, you know, straight up indie track front to back. Yeah, man, this is, this is great. I'm going to have to dive into this band. This actually, so her voice is really fucking good. <laughs> like it's really, really good. good. She, she kind of reminds me of Beth Gibbons. Yeah, I can hear that for sure. Um, um, yeah. And, and, um, they even have a, there's a song on the full length. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it, it's like an eight minute long song. And the first half of it just straight fucking sounds like a Portishead song. That's sick. Yeah. It all, I, 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 I want to say they rip off. Uh, what is it? Half day closing. Uh huh. Sure. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 really fucking close. But then it just completely makes a fucking left hand turn about three and a half minutes in. So this actually this reminded me a lot of uh, of a band that I don't think that you're hip to, but I I will I will hip you to. Um, I think that you would like a lot. I was talking. I think it was on the last episode, maybe. Um, I was talking about like the the early to mid two thousands being sort of a wasteland for anybody interested in in like post punk and and stuff like that. But there were a few there were a few standouts for sure. Um, and one of those bands for me was uh, this band Broadcast. Super super sick. Uh, this woman I think sounded a lot like the woman from Broadcast too. Really minimal post punk inspired indie rock stuff with really really excellent pop sensibilities um just a really really good band a band who i think that you you're in the chapter of like 10 years ago i would i would have kept it a secret from you that i liked it uh now i think you're you're in the chapter in your life where you're ready for broadcast so um well no i've always sort of liked shit like this it's just that um i'm less um um i'm I'm less uh i guess overtly mocking of everything <laughs> sure yeah yeah yeah. right well no that's not necessarily true um <laughs> i just i just i look like i would like this stuff more right sure <laughs> that's that's true yes. you know what i mean right yeah 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 um so so yeah it's just i look like i would like this stuff more. <laughs> sure yeah yeah um yeah you should uh you should check out the uh the record tender buttons by broadcast i think i think you would like it a lot it is a very 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 good record and uh her voice reminded me a lot of the woman from broadcast but yeah this is good i'm I'm gonna have to dive into this band uh like fully fully take a, a dive into this because this is this is great this is right well, up my alley get on them before uh, you hear about them and if, if they haven't already been on npr i don't know i don't listen to npr anymore because i can't i can't fucking stand those doomsayers <laughs> yeah me neither man right i can't fucking take it in the morning right yeah no me neither man so um but uh yeah get on it before uh, before terry gross does <laughs> sure um okay so let's uh let's do uh, another hard pivot here so my next selection is uh, Strong Boys with Homo. We heard this on the show a couple yeah. months ago, and it immediately was like, "Okay, yep, <laughs> this is this is yep. what I this is what I want. This is what I want out of a hardcore release." So, a band who so many people cite, but I think shockingly few have tried to overtly imitate is 86 mentality and as mentioned on the show uh, when it was recommended to us and when we listened to it, this is just straight up it is gay 86 mentality i right. i mentioned then too i love how 
overtly, combatively, aggressively gay this is. I, I think my I, I said give them a reason to hate you. That's right. I I love the I love the leather boy aesthetic here. Um, like I said, then I I love uh, gay as an imposition. Right. That's that's something that I have always fucked with. I still fuck with it, and when done uh, via just a straight up bare bones, oi informed hardcore act, all the better. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we heard Pink Death on this the first time that we listened to it. Uh, let's just listen to the second track on this, UB2FU, which is another just fucking, you know, little over a minute long banger. Um, so we're going to hear UB2FU by Strong Boys off of their 7 inch homo. just heard the song UB2FU by Strong Boys off of their 7-inch homo. This is, this is as we said then, as we've said a zillion times before, this is one of those releases where if you don't like it, clearly you and I just don't share the same sensibilities. Um, yeah, this for is, sure. This is, if, if you like hardcore, yeah. you are required to like this. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. Right? This, is, this is like... This is like parallel parking in a driving test. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. If, if you want, if you, if you want to be considered, right. Yeah. A hardcore fan, you are required to like this. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. This, this, this is only, this, this has only elements that are good. Right. There's no, there's no throwaway shit here. The songs are short. They're fast. They're raging. They're stomping. They're burly. They're combative, both sonically and lyrically, uh, visually. You know, it's just, this is a fucking great band. If you don't like this, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Move on to something else. This is not for you. You know what I mean? Right. And honestly, I don't mean to be glib here, but it's fucking educational. For sure. Because reading the lyrics, I'm reading this. I was like, okay, this has got to be about HIV, right. but I don't know what that, I don't know what it is. And apparently the lingo UB2, I looked it up, mm-hmm. is, because um, I have no idea, um, is, um, I guess um, sometimes put in like gay personals. Right. Yeah. 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 Wanting re- replies only from other HIV positive men. Right. So I had no idea. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's educational. I learned something too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. This is uh, this is just all around great, man. This is we talked about a lot of hardcore uh, coming out this year. Um, that's all very, very good, but hard to place one over the other. Uh, there's, you know, some, like I said, some sameness that permeates the genre. It's just part right. and parcel of the form. To me, this, uh, this is certainly, uh, very closely adjacent to a lot of stuff that's hot right now. 
um, but it brought in enough enough elements that aren't necessarily at the forefront of what's going on in, in kind right. of main ticket hardcore right now that this this really stood out for me. Well, also, I mean, you know, it talks about real shit. For sure, yeah. Which gives it a leg up. Yeah, no doubt. And it you talks about I mean? real shit in a way that is not uh, deeply annoying and off-putting too. That's what know? I mean. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it talks about re- real shit, but it's done, it's done in a way that is, uh, you know, it's, it's fucking legit. Right. Right. And, um, that gives it a leg up. Yep. For sure. Yep. This is just a superior hardcore release on, uh, on every front. So, and like I said, I think that there, uh, I think that there might still be some copies of this on the sorry state distro if you haven't gotten a copy yet. So, um, all right. What's, uh, what do you got next? All right, next up, uh, I got to go back to uh, Nuovo Testamento. Yeah, for sure. I've listened to this so fucking much since we heard on this show. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so uh, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to listen to the same track that we heard in the show, The Seeker. Uh, I got a different track up, Golden Boy. Okay. But um, now now this, if you would have, I think I said this when we listened to this, if you'd have, if you'd have came at me like 15, 20, certainly, in the nineties and played this for me. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Sure. But I also said, you have to like this. Yeah. yeah like in man. the back of your head, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But at the same time, I'm like sneaking back at me <laughs> to yeah. dip into the cookie jar and get some more of this. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This, this, this definitely was, a, would have been a guilty pleasure in my uh, youth. Right. And uh, no, I ain't even fucking fronting now. This whole fucking record is just solid front to back. It's, yeah. it's one of the best things I heard this year. Yeah, it's it's unreal good. It's unreal good. I, shout out to uh, to Fresh Ben for picking me up a copy of this LP when he ordered his because uh, yeah, this is this has been very steady in my rotation as well. Yeah. So all right, cool. Let's jump into it. So we're gonna hear uh, Golden Boy off of the LP New Earth by the band Nuovo Testamento.
All right, we just heard the song Golden Boy off the LP New Earth by Nuovo Testamento. This is is an LP that's full of moments that, like, no matter how many times I listen to this, like, when certain parts kick in. uh, Dude, the fucking chorus in this song. Yeah, dude. When certain parts kick in, the only reaction that I can muster up is to sort of, like, shake my head and sigh in resignation at how fucking good it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. like, God damn, dude, that's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking good. And, and it's, it just, it drips fucking like being cool. Right. And like looking good. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a video of me, um, you know, give him my dog a fucking Christmas gift, right? Right. Got him some ridiculously big rawhide that he just, he just stands over it and glowers at you and growls and guards it. And it was probably a mistake getting it for him, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. He doesn't actually chew it. He doesn't know what to do with it, but he just like jealously guards it and <laughs> snarls at you when you look at him, right? Yeah. Um, but I was looking at the video and I'm like, Jesus, do I look like shit? <laughs> Right. I've had a lot of moments like that as of late too. Yeah. Right. I was looking at I'm like, holy fuck, look at how shitty I look. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh I I I I was just like I, I saw it and it really like shook me to my core. <laughs> it, like I, I am not a vain person, right? Yeah. But I do like to feel like, you know, hey man, I still got a little pep in my step. I still got a, you know, a straight back and a, you know, you know what I mean? Right. And like uh nope. No, I look like a fucking, I, I look like a fucking jailer from, from, from fucking Game of Thrones or something, right? Feeding this bone to my dog, right? The, yeah. only, the only thing that was missing was like a leather harness and a fucking hood over my head, right? Yeah. And, and I, w- I would just be like some fucking jailer held in the dungeon of some fucking keep somewhere. I look terrible, right? And then I look at these people. Yes. And when I listen to this music, just for one shining moment, I think that I too <laughs> look youthful and good in like slim, slim fitting black clothes. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that I too look mysterious and handsome walking through mists, you know? <laughs> yes. Instead of like some fucking gargantuan pile of molding flesh. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel that for sure. Um, um, but yeah, man, this I I this record's really fucking good. This record, I think I'm not really sure. Like last year for me, it was at Ricky LP. Uh huh. Um, and um, these folks are connected uh, to to her as well. I think she like I don't know produced she, the vocals on this or something. She 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 produced this whole record as far as I'm aware. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure, man. I think this record hits a little harder for me than um, Ricky's self-titled record. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's it's really close when I listen to them side by side. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I will say that this outshines. I, I the the new Ricky record is okay, but it eschews a lot of the. Um, I guess like this sort of like the. Uh, I, I the, the the darkness of it is sure. almost just like a straight pop record, right? Yeah. Um, which it's okay. I, I haven't really, I haven't really found anything that, that like hits me on it right yet. I, sure. I've given it a few listens, but man, 
this record, I don't know, man, it hit me in the same way this year. I agree. Yeah, this is great. And, and yo, you know, so as we were talking about with the last record, the Strong Boy 7-inch, you know, that's that falls into the category of, you know, you don't like this, you're false, you don't like this, you, you don't like hardcore, whatever. I'll say about this record, if you don't like this, just give it a few years, right? You're just not ready for it yet because yeah, there will come yeah. a time in your life where if you're being honest with yourself, you will like this. <laughs> I I, th- I think I said it, I think when we listened to this first time, if you don't like this, you're lying. Right? <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. Even if you're not aware, even if the lie is just aware, to yourself. You're, you're yeah. fucking lying if you don't like this, right? Right, yes. Um and and you know, if it's if it's in front of your homies, then you're front. You know. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. One hundred percent. Give it up. Yep. Right. Yep. So Yep. So okay, so last up for me, I had I had to let my my inner egg punk shine. It's uh, the Prison Affair Research Reactor Corporation split seven I, inch. I almost picked this. This is really good. I the more I hear Prison Affair, the more I fucking like them, dude. It's oh man, especially the songs on this release, dude. They are they are fucking catchy. They are really mm-hmm. really catchy. So so I, I had a, a fair amount of stuff from this general scene uh, on my on my big list of shit that I enjoyed this year. There was the uh, TV repairman uh, stuff that came out this year. There mm-hmm. was also the yeah co- that that opening track on that TV repairman release is really good. Yeah, the way it goes or whatever. Yeah, and there's also the the GTV stuff, which is uh, the collaboration between dude who does GT and the dude who does TV repairman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the GT Halloween release that's great. There's like I said, a lot of really good stuff from from this general scene came out this year but i think this struck me the hardest um you know i just uh we can listen to just just one track off of this um i i'm struggling to to choose which side um because they are i was gonna ask you like which side of this do you prefer is this a single-sided seven inch for you because both sides are really good but no this is not a single-sided seven inch for me dude this is this is so good so i I really like the Research Reactor Corp stuff on on this uh, the material on this seven inch particularly because I think it 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 amps up the aggression a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The vocals are like really barky. There's like there's more overt hardcore influence in it, while at mm-hmm. the same time retaining that super super catchy like synth lead sensibility that they've had. But then the guitar work on the Prison Affair side is fucking unreal dude like all the little leads um it's it's really fucking hard yeah, for me through what sounds like a broken toy yeah for sure let's uh let's do the prison affairs side let's do a track on that one just because i don't know maybe i i think research reactor corp maybe has gotten a little bit more shine broadly than uh than prison affairs so let's let's put some respect on prison affairs name i think we've had i think we maybe got into prison affair via the show um, uh i i i i had heard them before the show okay um, you know, just again on the internets. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I th- they were definitely really, they, they were definitely submitted to the show. I think like the first demo or something like that. Yeah, I believe so. So, um, let's, uh, let's listen to the second track on, uh, on the prison affair side. It's, it's, it's pretty much a toss up, but that, that might be my selection. So, uh, we're going to listen to out of jail by prison affair off of their side of the prison affair research reactor corp split. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
We just heard the song Out of Jail by Prison Affair off of their side of their split with Research Reactor Corporation. Uh, if you like that, definitely check out the whole split. You'll like the uh, RRC side of this too. Um, yeah, so as I'm sure is abundantly clear to longtime listeners of, of the show, um, you know, at, at my core, I'm a fucking, I'm a dork. I'm like a real fucking dork. And I think the unabashed dorkiness of um, of egg punk, if that's what you want to call it, of this variety, it just, the minute I heard it, it just, it appealed to me. It immediately, it, it just meshed with my, my innermost uh, sensibilities and proclivities. I, I, I wonder if Mark Winter um, had any idea of what he was, what he was creating when he started like the Coneheads and shit. Um, but, uh, but God bless him for doing it because all of the stuff that has, uh, has come in its wake, all of the acolytes of the NWI weirdo punk sound, I love this shit, man. I, we've talked about it on the show before. This is one of those things where I totally get what I, I totally get if this doesn't appeal to you, if this is just not your thing, uh, for whether it's because it's socially imp- impenetrable, because uh, it feels pretentious, because you think it's just annoying, whatever. I love this shit. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think this feels pretentious. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see people not liking this because I think a lot of folks that like hardcore, yeah, are uh, too self serious. Sure, sure, that is a major. That's a major pitfall of the genre. It's, it's a big problem, right? It's, yeah, and I think, I, I think that. Uh, more, more than a lot of fucking egg punk bands, egg punk. I hate that. Fucking I, term. I hate that term too. Yes, <laughs> but more, more than a lot of shit like this, like this, so elegantly fucking turns that on its head. Exactly, which I love. I love. Right, right. Because this is so. This is catchy as shit. Very fucking well written. Right. Yep. This would sound good without all of the fucking distortion and effects and you know goofing on on the production of it right right yeah absolutely this would be a really good like power pop track exactly right right. and that that's something that i really love about this stuff too i mean if this had if this had the production quality of like late 70s power pop pop a la the dbs or the buzzcocks or whatever and it, it the songs on their own stand you know what i mean right yeah right and and but it doesn't leave it at that, right? Right. It, it it puts the fucking the silliness in it, right? right? Yeah. Which uh, makes it I don't it, it makes it appeal to me, but I can see why that might irk some folks. For sure, I I I to me, like I said, I think I think taking punk and power pop and lo-fi and all of this shit to its logical, most cartoonish of conclusions, it just it 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 totally resonates with me, you know? And right. the first time I heard shit, I mean, I think for you too, I, I remember you telling me when you heard Coneheads, you're like, dude, have you heard Coneheads? It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I can't <laughs> stop listening to it. And exactly. I'm like, exactly. Right. right. Yes. But, but one of you know, when I say something's dumb, usually it means I really fucking like it. Right. Same. Right. Yes, right. exactly. But generally speaking, the dumber something is, the more I'm into it. Right. Yes, for sure. Right. For the most part. Yes. Especially if it's aware that it's self-aware that it's dumb. Right. Yeah. You know, if it's not aware that it's dumb, I like it for a different reason. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. Um, but yeah, man. And, and another thing about this is I, I, I hate, I hate sounding like now this has been like a, a few episodes now. Oh. 
where I have um, brought up deluxe bias. Sure. <laughs> I like a lot of the stuff in deluxe bias, but I shit on it because it's just, I, I can't, I can't, the, the stupid little tapes, right? Right. Um, you know, I don't know, something about it I used to really like. And then uh, uh, I think, I think it just like a, a switch went off. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Why am I doing this? Right. Right. Um, but we've, we've mentioned, you know, stuff of this sort of, in this stuff, punk like this, yeah, right, becoming almost too like an Ouroboros, right? It's too self-referential, right? And it's becoming too, but this does not sound like that. No. This sounds fucking fresh, yes, right? Yeah, this does not sound like an iteration of another band. This does not sound like something that is utterly devolving into like you know sucking its own cock until it fucking disappears, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I think to me, that's because uh, musically, you can still tell this is deeply rooted in like the, the the punk and power pop traditions of the late 70s, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's hear the, the last selection of the night. So my last thing um, is I, I had to put some fucking metal in here. Yeah, I know. I almost did too. I almost included the Steel Bearing Hand release. Um, yeah, but I ended it's up just, not. it's, but that's an, like, you know, we don't have enough fucking time, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I had to put some metal in, I was thinking about some death metal. Um, you know, I, I had already mentioned, I really like that cerebral rot record. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gravesend record was oh, really yeah. good. Really good. You know, Antichrist Siege Machine. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, Warflurge put out a good fucking record, uh, Tomb Mold. Yep. There's a lot of good stuff that came out that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, that com- the Commodus uh, Pan American Native Front split is really yeah really that good. was really fucking good yeah yep. right um, um, Hyperdontia yeah um, that's a good fucking release but I'm not gonna I it's just that that's like a you know I, I think I said at the beginning it's like a fucking fire hose right yeah for sure but one thing kind of stood out to me and we had this band on the regular show with the last release I believe. Um, and this is Fulci. Uh-huh. And I believe we had some, we had on their last full length, maybe. Yeah, I believe that we did. Yep. Um, and uh, I think when we listened to it, I was like, man, I, I, I really like the way this looks. It, this is fucking slick as shit. Um, but I wasn't all in because there was maybe just a little too much slam here or there and there, mm-hmm. you know, in it. Um, but man, the new Fulci record, I really fucking like the new Fulci record. This is, uh, uh, this flew under my radar. Information. Yeah, it's this- really fucking good. And, and, and it, you know, I guess I had to get over my own, um, my own biases about slam. Cause you know, and, and like, even if it's not slam, it just edges a little too close because there's so much fucking shit that I absolutely hate. Right. That is, you know, under the umbrella of slam or has, you know, that, that, uh, that tainted moniker, that tainted descriptor with it. Sure. Um, but this is really, I really like this fucking record. Um, it's not slam. It's fucking filthy, nasty fucking death metal with some, uh, some pretty, uh, brutal death metal with some, uh, we'll say some, um, some parts. Okay. Right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> some parts. Yeah, but this you talk about total package too. This band has a sick fucking logo. Right. Um they have the total like artwork. All the artwork on the releases is fucking dope. Mm. This record is no 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 uh no um exception to that. The last record was really fucking good too. Like, you know, I art-wise. Um so yeah, this record is just kind of a total package and um 
Yeah, it just re it just like re-released. It sold out like pretty quickly. Um, and it just re-released and I actually just picked up a copy because I learned, I just saw as I was going back to look at this, this, uh, at this on Bandcamp that they had, uh, decided to do another pressing. So I also like talking about, uh, sort of like tonal and conceptual consistency. I like that the band, uh, album to album is doing like a total, a total exploration of Lucio Falci's filmography. Like I like yes. that. That's the, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking on point, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to listen to Nightmare, which is a third track off this record. All right. Don't 
All right, we just heard Nightmare off of the LP Exhumed Information by Falchi. Yeah, that's really good. I fucking slept on that. That's great. Yeah, it's really fucking good, right? It's yep. pretty plodding. Yep. Um, it's not hyper-technical. It's pretty fucking, you know, knuckle-dragging fucking tomb, mold from the tomb style. But there's just a little bit of bounciness in there, too. For sure. Yeah, that, and I, I think it uh, it worked it works to this band's advantage in this uh, in this setting. This is great. Gonna have to check out the rest of this. Probably have to pick up a copy of this LP. I just put Dude. in like a seventy five dollar order of records like a half hour before we started recording, but I might have to throw this in the mix. The artwork, I, I think that the one we had on the show was Tropical Sun. That was the release we had in the show. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and the artwork and that is so fucking good. And I remember talking about that when we listened to it. Um. And I wasn't sure how the music stuck with me, but I, I hung in there and uh, kept coming back, coming back to the cookie jar, and finally I was fucking sold on it. So yeah, for sure, man. Yep, this is uh, this is great. I got uh, got no beefs with this, and also again, just to reiterate, a lot. Although it was underrepresented here, a lot, a lot of really, really good metal came out this year, a lot. Um, so if you like this, keep digging. There's a fuck ton of good stuff that came out this year. Uh, stuff in this vein, a lot of great black metal, a lot of great, there's, there has been a, a, um, a return to, uh, I guess a, a, an uptick in interest in like bestial black metal and war metal mm-hmm. and shit and Ross Bay style that. stuff yeah, for and sure. I'm fucking psyched on that. I was, I was very psyched that the, uh, Antichrist siege machine got as much, uh, got as much talk as it did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, all in all 2021, really, really good year for music in general, uh, a better year than 2020 in general. <laughs> um, um, if you don't have any clothing, closing thoughts or anything, we can, uh, we can dip out, I think. No, I think we're good. All right, cool. We will uh we'll see you in 2020. Peace. Later.